Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Speculation season is in full swing. It's that time between games being played and actual moves being made for the most part. It leaves a lot of time for people to sit and think, to imagine, to conjure up deals. Uh, most of most of what is discussed, I think, at this time of year, it's fair to say, will not come to pass. But it, uh, but it does make for an entertaining period. And uh, and we will uh, we will do our part to uh, to add to the uh, to the hype and excitement. We, of course, being me, I'm David Beauclair with uh, with John Glennon. John, how are you? I'm well. Hope you guys are doing great. And of course, former Titans cornerback Denard Walker. Denard, how are you today? I'm doing great this evening. How are you doing, David? Doing doing great. And this is, of course, the Believe in Titans podcast. And the Believe in Titans podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting, everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite leagues and events. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag. It's where the game starts. Well, there, is, there has been one notable move this offseason. Uh, I guess to date, and that is Derek Carr has been released by the uh, by the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, and there is some speculation that the uh, that the Titans would have interest in in Derek Carr. That would that would presume, of course, that Ryan Tannehill is not the Titans' quarterback for the twenty twenty three season. So let's let's assume that for a second. Let's let's. Let's say that uh, that Rand Carthen and Mike Vrabel decide to move on and do something different. Um, Denard, should they look at Derek Carr? Is, is this a guy who would be a uh, who would be a good option to as a bridge, I guess, to whatever comes on the other side of that? I think the name sells. You know, you you can't argue with that. You're talking about a player like Derek, who's ranked since uh, his ninth year in the league. He was ranked ninth in passing. Uh, 86.3, you're talking about ranked ninth in yards per attempt, 7.8. He signed that huge deal, that three-year, $121.4 million extension, and they went out and they got him a brand-new toy in Las Vegas, uh, Devontae Adams, and they just couldn't get going this year. And he has been a top quarterback. And um, Those numbers are on a three-year span from 2019 to 2021. But – Look at what he received today. I mean, compensation, $40 million of that. And think about this. If you decide that you wanted to go with Derek Carr, 
let's say right now he can sign unlike most free agents. So say if you sign him and you decide that you want to do a trade and, or you want to get rid of RT, that's Ron Tannehill, it's going to cost the Titans a hefty, hefty amount. We're talking about $18.8 million. But if they cut him after, when I'm talking about Ron Tannehill, it would only cost him about, what, 9.6. So if you make this move, David, this is going to be a costly move for Tennessee. And and, and you – you know, I, I that and from that perspective, I would say it it doesn't make any sense at all because if you're going to move away from Ryan Tannehill, the, the primary reason I think you're going to do it is financial, and you're you're looking to save money at at that position because uh, as Ryan Tannehill costs a, a significant amount of money this year as well. So, uh, John Glennon, the, the the same question to you. How uh, you know? How interested should the Titans be in in Derek Carr at this point? Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll back it up to to you know saying uh, you know obviously you would have to get rid of Ryan Tannehill if you're going to bring in Derek Carr, and and I frankly I just don't see that much of an upgrade. I don't I don't see the the reason to do that, especially uh, in in terms of finances. You know, I, I think maybe if if you if you're looking for advantages in in you know uh, making that swap, you know, bringing in a David Carr and, and moving on from Ryan Tannehill, you obviously say he's you know he's three years younger, uh, so you have that. Uh, you know, he, he's maybe coming off a, a year where, where uh, um, you know he, he had some some decent stats, nothing nothing spectacular. Uh, he takes a few less sacks than Ryan Tannehill. One one could make the serious case that uh, that's not Ryan Tannehill's fault, uh, however. But you know, look what, what what he did last year. You know, was was pretty average, and that was you know with Devontae Adams for a full season. You know, Darren Waller for for nine games, Hunter Renfro for ten. Much better weapons than than what Ryan Tannehill had to deal with last year, uh, and his interception percentage was was higher than Ryan Tannehill here as well. So to me, I, I just don't see, uh, you know, yeah, as you said, David, one one reason you want to move on from Brian Tannehill is to maybe get some cap relief. Well, you're kind of doing the opposite because you're you're probably if you're releasing Ryan Tannehill, you're gonna you're gonna pay millions, you know, almost many, or you're gonna have a ton of of, of dead cap space, close to twenty million if you cut him before June first. Uh, and and I'm not certain that the uh, all that is, uh, you know. Is going to get you a big upgrade. Instead, you know, why not keep Ryan Tannehill, who's at least familiar with the Mike Vrabel system overall, uh, familiar with Tim Kelly, familiar with uh, with Pat O'Hara. Uh, you know, I, I just don't see the big pluses in going after Derek Carr outside of maybe flipping a few years, three years difference between the two. Well, and and the health issue. I mean, there there is reasonable concern i guess about about ryan Tannehill after a couple of ankle injuries i mean i think you trust medical science in this day and age to say that that he's going to be back and, and healthy uh in time for the the this coming season but you know Derek carr is a guy who has missed four games in his career and uh and hasn't always been behind the the best offensive lines in football and i mean three four years was it four years ago or no, five years ago, excuse me, 2018, he was sacked 51 times. And, uh, but, you know, he's a guy who's put up some big numbers as recently as 2021 through for 4,800 yards. But, uh, 
But you, you look at what, what happened to him last year. His numbers were down across the board, his worst completion percentage since his rookie season. And, and that was with a, uh, you know, with a coaching change with Josh McDaniels going in there. And you, you have to, you have to wonder, you know, how, how, how well does this guy deal with, uh, with that kind of change? And he'd been in John Gruden's offense for five seasons before that and had, uh, had done really well. So I, it's, 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 I, I agree with, uh, I agree with Denard. It, it's a name that sells. I think it would, if, uh, if you had traded Ryan Tannehill or had cut him by this point, you signed Derek Carr. I think it's a, it's, it's a guy who puts people at ease, but I don't think, I don't think he creates a, a ton of excitement either in terms of, okay, this is, this is going to, this is a move that's going to make the Titans better. I think it's a, uh, as I started the segment, it, it's a move that gets you to whatever your next move is at, at quarterback, whether that's giving Malik Willis another year to develop, whether you're planning to draft a quarterback this year, it, uh, it just seems like, you know, you're, you're just biding your time that way. And, uh, and I agree with you, John, it, it's, you know, the familiarity and, and with, with Ryan Tannehill and, and we've seen, you know, Mike Vrabel likes familiarity in a lot of different ways. And, uh, certainly the most important position on the football team that, uh, you know, that, that, that I think would be a nice security blanket for him, but let's, let's up the ante on this discussion. A little bit. One, Let's one go. Point if I could. Yeah, just, yeah. Come just, on. Just, yeah, just, just, just real quick. Um, two things. One, yeah, uh, you, you mentioned some of his stats, and and also, yeah, the, the worst quarterback rating for Derek Carr last year since his rookie season as well. But one other thing too, you know, and and one of the reasons, you know, one of certainly one of the knocks on Ryan Tannehill is that he wasn't able to take, you know, the the Titans to the next level, if you will, he wasn't able to have great postseason success. Look at Derek Carr. Derek Carr has played one playoff game in in nine years, and he and he lost that game too. So if you're looking, you know, potentially saying, "Hey, here's a guy I want. I want to move on from Ryan Tannehill, and here's a, I want a guy who will maybe take us even higher than than Ryan Tannehill did." That's not necessarily Derek Carr either. Okay, but then as I was saying, let's let's up the ante on this discussion. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers is in his dark meditation i guess or is he in it is he is he still planning to go I to he's a, entered that I, yes. I believe i believe he's entered and uh um what if what if he comes out and says you know what i want to be in tennessee i want to play with mike vrabel we 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 can we can reasonably assume he has respect for Mike Vrabel. If you, if you think back to early in the season, I think when the Titans were 0 two, his weekly appearance on the, uh, on the Pat McAfee podcast, uh, Mac, McAfee was asking him about some of the 0 and two teams and, and whether they were done or not. And the Titans came up and, uh, and one of the things, uh, Aaron Rodgers said, what is, is, is Mike Vrabel still the head coach? Do they still have Derrick Henry? You know, they're going to be just fine. So, uh, forget what it would take to get him if assume for a second i guess that you could get him denard would you like uh would you like aaron Rodgers as as the tennessee titans quarterback this year yeah the younger version not <laughs> last year version. <laughs> i love a rod I, I mean god what a phenomenal year but you got to understand david he's getting a little older 39 years old and he didn't have this most productive year we saw it Aaron Rodgers, that was off this year. I know he had a lot of young receivers, but there's 
again, these speculations and what an interesting article I was reading. Uh, someone tweeted, it was Doug, Dove Climate Tweet. And it says that they have five destinations for Aaron Rodgers. Of course, Green Bay being number one, Washington, the Commanders number two, the Raiders, Jets, and Titans. We keep seeing those names, uh, those teams over and over who needed a quarterback. But what's interesting is that Green Bay is not going to trade Aaron Rodgers to no one in the NFC. So that leaves the Titans potentially one of three teams if he decides that he wants to play. Uh, it's going to be only an AFC team. So that could be a possibility. What I don't like about this situation, now you got to understand this, is that Green Bay, what's interesting about his contract is his cap hit is $31 million. You know how much the dead cap is? $99 million. You, you, Hey, <laughs> Green Bay is not stupid. They're not going to eat that money up. That's $99 million in dead cap money. No, you stand. <laughs> that I mean, that's got to be what forty some percent of the yeah. uh, uh, of the salary cap. There, yeah, there there'd have to be some sort of uh, some sort of magic work in there. But uh, but but John Glennon, what what's your take on Aaron Rodgers and what he has left? What he potentially could uh, could give to this team? Well, the one thing that you like about him, you know, we were just talking about Derek Carr a minute ago, and and you know, should the Titans have have interest in trying to sign Derek Carr? Well, at, at least, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you can list numerous reasons why not, but at the very least, we know Aaron Rodgers has had tremendous success, you know, postseason. He's won Super Bowls. He's won MVPs. Um, you know, so there's that question of would he be a, a significant elevation? Uh, yeah, I, I think even the Aaron Rodgers uh, now at this point at 39 years old is a significant upgrade uh, from Ryan Tannehill, um, the the downside again, if if you're you know if as we talked about, if you're looking to get cap relief from a quarterback move, if you're looking to try to move on and get cap relief from Ryan Tannehill, it's not going to work here with Aaron Rodgers either uh, because of the cat cap hit that that he is going to take. Uh, the another downside too. Uh, you're going to have to give up, you know, some some assets to to get Aaron Rodgers, even at at this age. You know, he's still going to uh, bring a considerable haul. And you know, if you're the Titans, do you want to? Is this a year that you want to kind of go all in, so to speak, uh, and and say, okay, we're willing to give up, you know, a couple, uh, you know, a first round pick, a, a couple of high round picks, um, you know, to to send to Green Bay to bring Aaron Rodgers here when right now, you know, your offensive line certainly is a big question mark. Your wide receivers are a big question mark. Do you want to go all in for a move that, that would signal that, Hey, you know, we, we think we're right there. All we need is that outstanding quarterback to put us over the top. We're willing to give up draft capital, potentially young players. No, I, I don't, I don't think that's the, uh, that's the case. You know, a couple of years ago, you know, maybe if it was a similar situation and, and we knew what the Titans roster was at the time, maybe yes. But but I don't see that being the case right now with what the Titans have uh, to work with right now. And, and there, there's two things about Aaron Rodgers when you watch him play these days. You know, one of one of the uh, one of the great elements of his game for years was was his ability to throw the ball on the run. And, you know, he sort of did some of the things Patrick Mahomes is doing now before Mahomes 
did them, you know, with, with different arm angles and, and sort of just uh, a, a creative ability to get the ball from point A to point B. But, uh, but if you watched him this year, any, it, it seemed to me, number one, that he, uh, he he relied on that too much. He was falling back or throwing off his back foot. You know, there there's there seems to be very rare the times now where he actually just stands tall in the pocket and and steps up and and throws the ball, knowing you're going to take a hit. Which you know that that happens to guys as they get older. They get smarter and they you know they can read defenses quickly and they don't want to take those hits anymore. And uh, you know that that's where you give Ryan Tannehill credit at at his age. He's he's still willing to stand in there and take those hits. And and and, and back to Rodgers, I, I think that's part and parcel with you don't see the joy in his game that you saw. I mean, he was he he wasn't Brett Favre in in that regard. Like, but but he was a guy who seemed to you know have a good time knowing he was one step ahead of the defense and whatnot you just you just don't see that from him and you know maybe maybe a change of scenery does that for him but i would be uh i, I would be uh really skeptical if i was uh if i was a gm talking about acquiring him at this point i just i you know i'd, I'd have to have a really long talk with him about you know, why do you still want to play the game at this age? What are you, you know, what are you looking to do? What, what, how do you feel about, you know, the game in general? It's, uh, it, it, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to consider there, but, uh, um, you know, that these are, these are, these are fun topics. Obviously they're, they're interesting to talk about because quarterback is, as we said, the, the most important position on any football team at, at any, any level pretty much. And uh, when it comes to, when it comes to defense, we hear it, we hear it more and more all the time. Your ability to affect the passer has become so important in the NFL. And uh, I think it's, it's probably worthwhile at, at this time to, to bring up a name that we didn't say much during the, the last season because he wasn't available. But, uh, but Harold Landry is, uh, will be back on a defense that, uh, you know, that, that he led in sacks for a couple of years in a row. And, and he signed the big contract last year. There was, there was high expectations for him. And, and, and particularly since he was part of a group that included, Bud Dupree, uh, who was in, coming into his second year as a high free agent acquisition, Ola Adenyi, who had who had shown some flashes as a guy who could do some things in uh, in spots at edge rusher, and uh, and Rashad Weaver en- entering his second season after being drafted in the fourth round in 2021. Um, you know, th- those guys didn't get to play together. One of them is no longer on the team. Another one, uh, another one might be gone this off season. Um, Denard, as you look at that group, you know how how differently do you feel about it right now as as opposed to what you did at the start of the season? I don't feel any different. I think this is one of the best uh, units, uh, not just for the Titans uh, defensively, but in the National Football League. This is an elite unit. When you look at Harold Landry, of course, you miss uh, the 2021 Pro Bowl with that ACL in 2022. I mean, look at what happened. What you lost is you lost 12 sacks, 75 tackles, and not to mention uh, something that when I say stats are misleading, just look how many times he was able to pressure the quarterback. Look how many times that he was able to get in the backfield and be disruptive and and, and to get a quarterback out of his comfort zone. Uh, you You can't make that up. 
But what happened was we saw the emergence of Danico Autry. I mean, he stepped in and, and he played phenomenal. I mean, look how he played October the 2nd against his former team, the Colts. He had Matt Ryan running for his life. And he had a big year, eight sacks, one shy of what he had in 2018 with Indy. And, but we also saw the emergence of a young player that they took in the fourth round in uh, 2021, and that's Rashad Capone Weaver. How many times did you see when number 99 was in the lineup, you saw a different player? You saw the player that they drafted in the fourth round disrupted. He was able to get to, a, get to the quarterback. Uh, what, he had five and a half sacks last season? Uh, not to mention two forced fumbles, but then the one person that was missing, David, and unfortunately he got hurt, but he signed that big fat contract in 2021. That was Bud Dupree coming over from Pittsburgh. I know that's where everybody wanted to see, but unfortunately right now he hasn't panned out. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bud Dupree is a cap casualty uh, uh, this year. Yeah. John, it, it's a, Donard makes a great point with, I mean, we knew Danico Autry was a versatile player, but but the fact that he could play so many snaps on the edge and play as well as he did, um, given given Bud Dupree's health issues, the the two years he's been in Tennessee, you know, how does Danico Autry factor into your thinking about uh, 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 Bud Dupree if if you're Rand Carthen and and Mike Vrabel and the brain trust of this team? Yeah, you know, I I think you're you're less concerned about the the edge situation because of how versatile Danico Autry is, and you know, I think the the bulk of his play uh, last year uh, came on the edge. You know, uh, certainly in the uh, in the early downs, uh, anyway, and and uh, you know, he could play on the left, he could play on the right. Uh, so certainly that that's a um, a huge. Uh, supplement to the edge, and I think that may be one of the factors uh, that does indeed result in the in the cutting of of Bud Dupree, who has just not lived up to that that gigantic contract that he signed. Can't uh, get on the field, uh, you know, and and I think clearly was another one of those guys that that Mike Vrabel indirectly referenced when he talked about you know not signing guys with you know track records of of injury. Um, as as Bud Dupree was injured in in Pittsburgh the year before he was he was signed here, so you know the, there's still some uh, some potential certainly on the edge there. I think one of the big questions is how well Harold Landry comes back from that ACL. You know we see in some players, uh, you know they they bounce back pretty quickly. Um, you know from that first year or from from the year um, with the surgery on the ACL. Other players, it, it takes longer. You know, you, that, that first year back after the ACL surgery is sometimes not peak performance. I guess if there was a silver lining to the Harold Landry injury, it was that it occurred so early, you know, before the season started, um, you know, that he has had that extra time to, to recover and rehab. So perhaps he'll be closer to the uh, to the Harold Landry that we saw before he signed that that big deal. But you know, honestly, I still think edge there, there needs to be some some depth added at that position. You know, if, if I look at top priorities for the Titans in my mind, O line comes first. Uh, you know, probably wide receiver comes second, and then there's there's a mix in there too. You know, I I, I think you know still, uh, despite the number of high draft picks that have been uh, used on on cornerbacks, I still think another pick is needed there. 
I think edge rusher, as I said, uh, some, you know, uh, depth is needed there, even even with uh, Harold Landry coming back because Bud Dupree didn't pan out. Um, and I think also the other position, uh, you know, if, if David Long leaves, I think, you know, you, you've got to look at inside linebacker as well. I'm not certain that the guys they have coming up there are uh, are good enough to fill that hole as well. Yeah, it, it's interesting. We The Titans have dealt a lot that, you know, it seems like for several years running now, there's been this question about quick returns from knee surgeries and, and can guys do it? How will they do? You go back to, you know, Jeffrey Simmons who had knee surgery in March of 2019 and was, was on the field, what early November of that year and, and, and making plays and making impact plays to, you know, Bud Dupree, who was injured uh, in, in late November, early December, whatever it was of, of 2020 uh, with Pittsburgh, you know, played at the start of the season in 2021 with the Titans, but he himself said he, he did too much too soon. That didn't work out well. He had to, had to back off a little bit and then even spent time late that year on, uh, on injured reserve. And then Robert Woods last year, who was injured in, in November with the Rams and came in and, and got through last season without issue. There's, you know, that, that's not going to be the problem with, uh, with Harold Landry, the, the season opener will be beyond a year from when he, uh, when he heard it probably uh, right about a year from when he ultimately had surgery. And, and, uh, and Landry is a guy I don't think you have to worry about in the, in this situation, you know, rehab, I, I'm sure is, is a, is a challenge for everybody in its own ways. But one thing, you know, one thing you've heard about Harold Landry over the, the, five years he's been with the Titans is that, uh, you know, sometimes he can tend, he can, he can overthink things. He, he, you know, he's a, he's a very thoughtful guy sometimes can, can think too much, but I think, uh, I think the rehab process, if I had to guess would probably suit him well, where he can, he can show up on Monday and, and the therapist says, okay, this is what we're going to do today. And this is what we're looking to accomplish with that. And, and he can, you know, he can get his mind around that, you know, put everything he needs to in that day's rehab, then come back the next day and they say, okay, this is what we're doing today. And this is what we hope to get out of it. And I think, I think he is probably wired in a way that, uh, that will help him get through that process, uh, you know, as well as anybody would, Um, you know, Rashad Weaver, I think, uh, I think showed plenty this season to where you feel like, Okay, you can release Bud Dupree. You can start Landry and and Weaver, but then yes, you're going to need you're going to need depth there, and it's probably one of those positions that you're going to address to some degree in free agency and the draft and see uh, see what you can get out of it. But uh, it it's uh, it it you know Jerry Glanville famously said in that one NFL films clip, the you know, NFL stands for not for long, and that certainly uh, you, you know this this edge rusher group for the Titans is a uh is a uh, is an example of that how things have changed and then you know I, I neglected to mention where you where you rotate Autry in there and how much you want to you want to use him I think you would probably still like to go back to using him on the line in the early downs and then get creative with him on the passing uh on the passing downs but it's uh that's uh that that is that is a riddle for uh for the defensive staff led by uh, Shane Bowen of course to figure out. So as we move toward the end of this thing as I said it's it's not 
not yet the start of free agency. We're about three weeks or so away from that. But uh, since this is speculation season, let's talk about some some free agents that uh, who the Titans might uh, might be interested in going after. At, at this point, there's an expansive list of players who uh, who are expected to be available. Some of them will re-sign with their current teams before the middle of March. But uh, uh, we'll start with you, Denard. You, you, when you look down the list, who uh, who jumps out at you as somebody who could come in here and make, uh, make a significant impact to the Titans? Well, uh, for me, I'm going to go offensive line. Uh, I would like to say congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. And who was it? that protected the MVP on his, his blind side all season and played phenomenal. One name. Um, I, I, his name's <laughs> escaping me at the moment. Oh, you know what? I'm going to call him Baby Zeus because I played against his dad. as Orlando Brown Jr. Yes. Uh, uh, God, he's a stud, David. I, I love Orlando ever since he's been at Oklahoma. You look at the guy, six foot eight, 340 pounds. Could you imagine having a child – that will grow up to be that big. <laughs> but I actually played against this dad who, oh my goodness, was one of the most intimidating figures I've ever seen in my life. And I tell you what, this guy, Orlando, is phenomenal. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. He you know, started 75 out of 81 games. He's been one of the most consistent offensive tackles in the game. He continues to get better. He's only 26 years old. And the, the word around town, okay, is that, the rumors are is that the Chiefs are going to try to tag him. Now, he's had issues in the past dealing with these contracts because I know when they were trading for him uh, when he was uh, at Baltimore, he had an issue. They tried to sign him uh, in Kansas City to a long-term deal. They had some issues with the sixth year. So I would love to see him uh, in a Titans uniform. You got an agent. You got Ryan Tannehill who's coming back. He's 34 years old. You have Derek, who's 29, and you got an offensive line. Let's just be honest. They were depleted with injuries. They got outplayed this season. They got outmatched. And what better way you got an off, you got at right tackle, Nicholas Petit Frere, who's coming back for a second season so he can get a lot better. And then you put Orlando Brown Jr. at that left tackle position. And let's say if Ben Jones, he comes back. And then let's say they sign Nate Davis. You're talking about your Achilles heel. In 2022 could be your strength in 2023. Denard's going big spender on us. I'm going, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, you gotta, hey, we kept talking about the play of the line all season. Yeah. I got tired of y'all talking about uh, Big Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> he's, hey, Denard's, Denard's not looking for the, uh, he, he's not, he's not looking at the, uh, the, the clearance sale shelf. He is, I'm uh, tired of those skill guys. He's going, he's going top dollar. So, uh, John Lennon, where are you going? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and, and I think we're all kind of going into this. It's, it's fun to speculate. Yeah, we're just saying uh, for the sake of things, uh, you know, this is assuming the Titans clear plenty of cap space. Uh, they're going to need to because they're they're over right now. They're they're not in great shape. But, yeah, assuming enough space is cleared, certainly I, I agree with Denard, Orlando Brown. If you want to get your pure left tackle out of free agency, he is head and shoulders above. The, the pure left tackle, I think. that That's where he played, uh, you know, certainly on the Super Bowl winning team last year. That's where he's played all along. Uh, he's, a, he's a giant. He's strong in, in pass protection, which uh, heaven knows uh, the, the Titans need that desperately. Uh, so he would certainly be the way to go. Uh, you know, I think if you if you thought about 
another tackle, maybe bringing in a more of a right tackle and then potentially moving Nicholas Petit Frere to left. You know, he certainly had uh, Petit Frere certainly had that background at Ohio State where he played on both sides. But you could think of a guy like Mike McGlinchey uh, from San Francisco, another monstrous guy, 6'8", 310, um, you know, similar type system in San Francisco than the, the Titans use. Uh, he's a strong run guy, and, and he's been improving uh, in, the, in the passing game as well. Um, again, he's more of a right tackle, so you would probably either either have to move him and change sides or or move NPF over to the left side. Um, I like as a wide receiver, and, and we know they need uh, help there as well. Uh, um, how about a little DJ Chark? Uh, um, I had him the, on the, my list as well, yes. Did you? Yeah, okay. The the red flag, of course, for the Titans is that he's had, you know, he's been limited to 15 games over the last two years uh, because of injuries. And we know all the talk about injuries and signing guys with injuries. So that may be, that may be you know, a, a deal breaker. I'm I'm not sure, but... Look at this guy. I mean, 6'4", 200 pounds. You know, at one point in in uh, you know in his career, he was running, you know, like four, three, five, 40 yard dashes and so forth. What do the Titans need? They need speed. Uh, this guy last year, uh, you know, I mentioned the injury last year, but the good news is that he came back. He played the last eight games of last year, and then three times in the in the final six games last year, he was over 90 yards. So. He's a guy can can go after it, get the ball downfield. Would be a nice compliment to it to a guy like Traylon Burks. Um, so I like him um, as a potential wide receiver target. And then uh, David, one of one of your Eagles, uh, you probably know how to pronounce his, his last name better than I do. Another offensive lineman uh, guard, Isaac Sayamalo. Yeah, uh, from from Philly. Yeah, starter there. He's he's again. He's not not old. I mentioned Chark is only twenty six years old. I think also. Sam Wall is a little bit older. He's 29. But, uh, you know, obviously we know how good Philly's offensive line was last year. He was a big part of it. Big guard, 6'4", 303. Um, you know, had a career best uh, grade PFF last year. So if, if Nate Davis walks, uh, he's, a, he's a guy that the Titans could certainly target. Yeah, Sam Molo is a guy I, I I thought too. It, you know, a guy who's who's played eighty one games in his career, started sixty of them. You know that and that experience with Philadelphia's offensive line. I I also thought uh, similar to that George Fant, who has uh, who has been a starter at both tackle positions. Uh, he's thirty years old. He's got sixty starts to his career. A guy who, you know, maybe a, maybe a little, certainly more affordable than uh, than an Orlando Brown, but a guy who who maybe he's a starter, maybe he's uh, maybe he's your third tackle. You need both of those things. Uh, so he he was one who jumped out at me, and then cornerback uh, Emmanuel Mosley from the 49ers who is a guy I'm sure Rand Carthen knows well he was a he was an undrafted free agent out of the University of Tennessee he's had at least an interception each of the last four years has has been a starter has been a role player just just a guy that I think uh, would be really nice insurance against uh, another uh, another Caleb Farley rough year if you will and then it just just for fun, I, I thought, what if you get really, really bold? And I and I don't know, like this is a guy who's probably not gonna make it to the free agent market, but but what if you were to sign on March fifteenth, Saquon Barkley, and then you make it known that you're trading Derrick Henry between sometime between then and the draft. I mean, think of think of the uh 
think of the the market you could get for him at that point. Uh, well, of course, and think of think of what you would do to the fan base in terms of uh, in terms of lighting them up. But uh, but uh, you know there there'd be a lot of people not happy with that Baby, move. You, but... you just treat us so bad. Yeah, I just, I'm just, oh, it, it, just I'm like just saying, I'm just, I, that, that, that is, that was, I'm saying that was my out there thought of the day. Like, it, like if you want to go way off the reservation, that's where I'm going. Back in here. You yeah. guys are, hey, y'all are totally, you guys, what? it is just like Rod Tatterhill. All he's done for you guys, and this is how you're going to treat him. Oh, well, that's what, uh, that's what makes this time of year so fun, and, uh, we will uh we will see if there's actual news to discuss next week if not we will uh we will do more of this for uh for John Glennon for Denard Walker I am David Beauclair and this is the Believe in Titans podcast Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.